Hello and welcome to yesterday's news today, 26th of February 1908. San Jose Flea Circus organizer to exhibit trained insects inside glass casing, displaying extraordinary feats of strength and intelligence. More ominous reports coming out of Chicago, New York and Pennsylvania of the Black Hand Society. Their attacks have escalated in recent months. This week's bombings are only the latest in a series of attacks. And finally, a statue of Queen Victoria has been erected in Dublin, Ireland, where it will surely stand for centuries to come, symbolizing the Great Union. That was the news as it was this week in 1908, February the 27th, which means this could only be yesteryear's news today. I'm Johnny. And I'm Shane. The, you slowed down, love. <laughs> you okay? You feeling all right? I, I don't know. I just... I, I thought it sounded a bit more radio at the time. Oh, yeah. I regret it instantly. <laughs> <laughs> no regrets. Just keep going forward. That's the best way to work. I know we have to do the explain the show, but really quick because we'll forget and we haven't done it. I think we did do it on one podcast, but it was left out, is we need to mention that we're now on Racketeer Radio. Oh, yes. We left it out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Racketeer Radio is a streaming radio station. At racketeerradio.com It's Seattle based And the guy that runs it Asked if if we'd like to be on it We're on Racketeer You're probably listening to us now on Racketeer Radio Some people are Which means it's Friday Friday night Depending on where you are it's a different time It could be Yeah yeah but they're playing it on Friday nights To their local time Which is where are they based actually do you know uh, It's Seattle so it'd Seattle. be It airs at 8 in Seattle So that'd be like 4 in the morning here so it could be, if you're listening to us on Racketeer Radio and you're not in Seattle, it's probably four in the morning. So go to bed. So now it's four in the morning. We're going to get smooth. And here's a nice little number from 1908. That was a pretty good voice, actually. Oh, yeah. I'm trying to get smooth. Oh, we should do that. We should play. We should get music from the years and play them. Oh, we yeah. should embed them at the end, maybe. If we can get some copyright free music. <laughs> yeah. Um, Old cylinder recordings would probably be. Oh, yeah, yeah. And if you're not listening to us on Racketeer Radio, go and download it anyway, because it's a really cool app. And it yeah. just has cool swing and punk music. And, yeah, it's good. We're also on um, Stitcher now as well. And oh, we have yeah. to say that, like, Stitcher, that's one of the things you have the to tell. requirements, yeah. Yeah, you have to tell people. Because they, they're not, it's, you know, you, you partner with Stitcher, so you have to be oh, approved. Yeah. It's all... Oh, because we're on iTunes and SoundCloud, but... You can also find us on Stitcher. Yes. Yeah. Will I give it our description? Yes. So uh, it's back to this could be your first time listening to our podcast. So you probably read the description on iTunes, but I'm going to read it to you directly because I do it every week. We're a weekly podcast where we discuss the week's news events from years long past, beginning with the week of January 1st, 1901, and working our way through the next century, one year at a time, each week, a new year. And this week it's 1908, as you've yeah, heard. And it's, sorry, the last week of February, isn't it? Oh yeah, twenty seventh. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and I guess I always forget. Like twenty eighth is the last day. Yeah, yeah. Oh no, yeah. Just never like I, I knew twenty eight was the last day. It just yeah, never yeah. occurred to me that. Oh yeah, that's, that's the that's, end of the month. Yeah, that's yeah. two months done. We've been doing it for two yeah, months. Yeah, we're two months in, and hopefully there's at least two people still listening to us. <laughs> and nineteen oh eight, I guess. So we're also we're another. This our our second leap year to get. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're we're confusingly nine episodes in because uh, we did a special there. Uh, between we six did. and seven but we're not we're eight episodes and a special edition yeah that's true We've, we established last week that yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah nine episodes yeah. see exactly that's how it'd be welcome to their ninth episode 1908 we'll get really confused <laughs> yeah we do. i know like i'm maybe i'm jumping ahead here but i'm really curious just to hear the thing about the arm in the wood pile. <laughs> okay sorry yeah. uh woman's arm found in wood pile 
This is a story I found, and it was just a tiny little column story, really, really small column story in uh, it's the Los Angeles Herald from February the 27th, 1908. A human arm, which physicians say came from uh, the body of a young woman between 18 and 25 years of age, was found last evening. Marshall Hudgens found the arm while he was gathering chips from his wood. The arm was almost devoid of flesh, the owner apparently having been dead seven or eight months. Oh. But they never say if they found the rest of the body. You know. <laughs> what I and, heard. And, uh, <laughs> like, that's the whole story, but I just thought it was one of those, you know, we like morbid stories. Yeah, yeah. I actually got excited when I heard the flesh was missing before you said eight months. Cause I thought, cannibalism? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. But no. It's a recurring theme for us. Which check out our uh, special episode. It's all about cannibalism. But yeah, I just thought it was one of those things that make you just make us go. Not, not often you find arms like that. Yeah. From the little bit of words that are there, and the way it's kind of presented to me, it just sounds like there's a guy has a yard filled with wood piled in it, and then he was going through it. He just found like an arm that's been de- decomposing there for a long time. So, how does that arm just get in? Like, yeah. if that was found in a. If that was found in like a forest or anywhere, but it's just found in a in a wood pile in somebody's yeah, yeah. Pro- on somebody's property, it's like how does that get yeah. there? I know. Did he buy the wood in from somewhere and it came in? Did he, <laughs> does he chop it himself and bring it there? You, you don't know. Like how to me, they, when how? I read it, I imagined, and this is entirely my own assumptions that I brought to it. I imagined it being like a city yard. There's a wood pile in a yard at the back of a house, and that's where they found it. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that you would have a, a, a yard entrance. And you'd maybe have like carts and cars going in and out and stuff like that at the yard of the business. Yeah, whatever it is, yeah. You know. Where my imagination goes is that it was like a, whoever killed this person, like cut up the body, and they just like went through town throwing them in different, just to yeah. dispose of the body in different places. Have you? <laughs> you don't watch Sopranos, do you? Uh, I haven't for a very, very long time. <laughs> do you remember Chrissy's? Did you get to Chrissy's film? You know, Tony's nephew when he's making a Hollywood. Uh, I don't know. He's making his horror movie kind of like soul or the hostler that and when he's describing it it's called i think cleaver it's called and it's about a mobster who's murdered he's betrayed by his his mob and they cut up the body and they'll you know throw it in all different dumpsters throughout new york okay but the way chrissy describes his beautiful part when he's like pitching the film but he's put back together true science or maybe it's supernatural (laughs) 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 they give no thought to it (laughs) <laughs> nothing got to do with your story or maybe it's supernatural just, he's put together true science oh maybe it's supernatural it's like I'll let you decide yeah, like, it's such a brilliant pitch yeah. and like, but the funny thing that's how I imagine a lot of those movies are pitched <laughs> yeah but that's what but, but yeah it's kind of like I'm, 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 I kind of had a quick look through the papers and trying to see was there like oh a foot was found today or <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know or or, or a, a prostitute was found buried in the woods missing an arm or is it you know you're kind of just like looking for some kind of hint of it and... because like it has to have been like just a, a murder victim not somebody that lost their arm through some wood chip <laughs> no because just... you would look for it then yeah yeah and, but... and from the description that they're able to identify that it was a woman's arm and that it was of that age and then that also like it was pretty decomposed yeah yeah means it must have been very intact so that doesn't suggest an accident yeah yeah that suggests it's been severed or cut off you know yeah 
and also the fact that if there's just if you find an arm nobody's just going to cut off the arm and throw it there like that means there was other body parts yeah probably somewhere. not yeah and probably not too far away yeah but probably been too long to start any sort of and just they say the owner apparently having been dead seven or eight months just assuming that this person has no arms so they're therefore dead <laughs> yeah. um is says enough that obviously whatever they found yeah uh, but the newspapers are full of really nice stories like that at the time <laughs> <laughs> they seem to be like as i was skimming through looking for stuff there was loads of like little snippets like that of things of like you know uh, it's like 13 women killed in fire just little stories of like like this boarding house went in fire 13 people were killed and then and there was loads of murders loads of murders of like women being found dead and ma- men being found dead and stuff was just like people just being arrested for murder like it seemed to be very murder was big business in la and yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> the first decade of the century yeah still is yeah, yeah i mean that's generally like even like that's one thing that's one consistency is just there's always going to be just murder is going to take up most of the pages yeah see new york has uh, gone 10 days without murder really yeah that they know of that's true yeah move on anyway yeah yeah it was just a little story that the headline caught my attention of woman's arm found in woodpile well do you want to hear about a, a flea circus <laughs> i always want to hear a bit of flea circus johnny <laughs> well, this, uh, now give some context to that uh story at the back or at the back at the new on the newsreel like this is this is taken from an article just an article about a guy planning the flea circus i'm going to put this up like we put up all our stuff which we're actually doing now but I'll read a bit of it, and once it gets boring, I'll just cut away from it, because it's kind of self-explanatory in the newsreel anyway. But uh, so San Josine, who organized a flea circus, may exhibit insects. So this is William Weston investigates training of fleas. Unique performance given by intelligent insects. And so at the beginning, I'm not going to read the first paragraph. It's just referencing an article that appeared earlier about this guy that was training insects and that's the first half it doesn't matter then later it just goes in so okay an article appeared in the evening news some time ago concerning a trained flea circus which was said to have been organized by a san josine who desired to give i'm reading when i say a scan this is actually from a scan as in this the old uh, actual newspaper yeah yeah um on the Empire Theatre Circus, of which William A. Weston, a former San Josine, was at that time a booking agent with offices in San Francisco. Costly foreign fleas. Pretty okay. much this guy, he this is a guy who's planning a flea circus in this theatre. And his plan is to exhibit a true glass. He has this um, glass box built that contains the fleas. Yeah, he, apparently he's bought very expensive fleas because they're super intelligent. <laughs> in the article i'm gonna skip all that because it's not important none of that this is, it's just an article about a guy opening the flea circus yeah but this is what's funny from it uh, a letter received by mr weston from the chicago offices of vaudeville concern stated that the, tri- the circus was being exhibited in a glass case on one of the amusement parks in that city among the feats performed by the fleas were races long jumps and somersaults the performance of the insects was climaxed by the drawing <laughs> of a stagecoach by a team of 12 fleas. <laughs> Mr. Weston has written to this flea circus organizer and uh, intimated, sorry, uh, scan, that the latter's 
offer to exhibit his circus if renewed would be reconsidered so basically it's just a guy who has this spectacular flea circus yeah sounds impressive yeah and like again this is one of those things like i just found that article there's no story to that it's just funny but it's an excuse to talk about something that was really popular at the time yeah yeah which was flea circuses <laughs> something that was also a load of nuts <laughs> that's the thing no it wasn't that the my understanding of it is is it was all very clever mechanics and props and that the fleas were usually dead and like glued to like things and stuff like that no no that's a that's what they called humbug flea circuses okay. there was no like the actual using fleas that was genuine at one point really yeah i yeah, always yeah. thought it was just like that they would make like a fake seesaw that would go back and forth and there'd be two fleas glued to it no that's what you see and that's what i've seen like in like i remember like <laughs> nickelodeon children's sitcoms back in the day there'd always be some like magician with a flea circus and that's oh, what yeah. they used but and that existed but no there was like there was an actual the genuinely trained fleas yeah that i now because there's no information about that article out there why i reckon this guy was doing it in the glass case was sort of to want that was one of his ways to show it was real maybe i don't know yeah yeah um but no like this like originally the not flea circus but just pricking around with fleas uh <laughs> started with like watchmakers pretty much demonstrating their skills okay. by the fact that they could make harnesses so small and precise that they could attach uh, them to the to a flea okay. yeah 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 there's this guy an italian guy called uh mark scaliot or scaliot and it's in like way like 16th century and he like locked a, a flea <laughs> in a chain with a lock like it was that small he could lock yeah. a fleet like with a padlock in, like yeah 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 okay that was my reading <laughs> into it and it was made of like different pieces of like steel iron and brass all to the size to fit around the flea and lock wow. them in just to dem like just as a way of demonstrating your the skill in your craft that's incredible and here i was always thinking it was just like it's just just nonsense like it was yeah yeah no it was a real didn't thing know it was for real and apparently like it existed like maybe even before that there's this guy thomas Moffat, who was like a famous physician and he wrote like or i don't think he even wrote it i think he fi- he completed a book called like a confusing names with like the buried alive story you know but it was like a treasury of insects or something like that yeah and it was like the definitive work on i know he'd all be medicines made through insects i don't know yeah, yeah actually this is the, little miss muffa i think that's one of the i might have seen this on qi though <laughs> <laughs> like little miss Muffet, maybe the nursery rhyme came from oh okay so he's done all these studies of spiders so like spider came down and sat beside her or whatever but yeah. anyway this guy in that book he, he he wrote about like seeing the same thing like about uh the, the locksmiths tying up insects well he he talked about some craftsman who had fashioned a chain as long as a man's finger that had a lock and key on it and that it could and it could be pulled by a flea, a flea essentially yeah, yeah. yeah and it weighed like a grain or something yeah and apparently then like the egyptians and romans had flea circuses which they seem to have ever like oh, i yeah. never trust that because oh the romans used to do it and you can never call anybody on it because no no back. you can say that about anything yeah yeah, yeah. The Romans started video games, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, they had their own version. But there's like some weird thing, like the Aztecs used to like 
dress up like pays to dress up please <laughs> and like paint them and stuff and make know. clothes for them i don't know how true that is but yeah i don't know why you'd do that <laughs> yeah no but so it was a real thing with watchmakers like just showing off and then it be, in like 1830 it became like this popular victorian attraction yeah so and the original ones would use human fleas because they're the strong ones oh yeah like fleas that are attracted to humans not human fleas sound like it's a hybrid (laughs) (laughs) it's like the low budget version of the fly (laughs) the flea yeah and like they'd have to check which ones could essentially jump well and and were strong because fleas how how (laughs) long does that take (laughs) yeah Yeah, so they'd separate they'd find the good ones and they'd be the ones that would be in their circus and they'd make this special harness for them just like like a dog collar that goes oh, yeah. on their neck and then that would attach to anything they the needed fleet. to pull oh, but yeah. once the harness was attached to them that stays on the flea for the for rest yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah which is probably a few days <laughs> um t- apparently well without if they don't move much apparently it's two months oh right okay I imagine it'd be drastically shortened by being in a flea circus it's sure yeah, a yeah. month it has to be halved at least but two months is a long time yeah yeah but like I, I, won't, I feel sorry for the fleas or anything like, yeah, yeah they're too small to have any sort of a brain but and yeah and apparently like they would need like they still you need to look after it like they still need to be fed and stuff apparently, yeah absolutely yeah I don't think so so it's still it's still an undertaking to have a flea a flea circus apparently at one point it rivaled actual circuses really yeah just because people are like this looks mad i guess i suppose yeah, and again yeah. we talked a lot like victorian victorians were weird yeah. <laughs> I do, I, there's even this thing like you know Vic, uh, like the circus was the biggest show on earth so like the selling point of this is it's the smallest show yeah, yeah, I suppose, yeah. but then as well like did your seaside resorts and smaller places like in there was a few in Coney Island. Uh, which Coney Island? <laughs> we can have a we, flea we should circus. open a flea circus yeah. on Coney Island off the coast of Ireland. But yeah, like I mean, and the thing is, like fleas are really, really strong, like for yeah. their size at least. So the harness, like once it's attached to like props, like the strong legs of fleas does actually allow them to move objects. Oh yeah, pretty like significantly larger than they are. Yeah, yeah, and they had like jumping fleas where they tied them to a ball and when the flea would like try and jump <laughs> it would hit the ball it would look like the flea was kicking it there's one thing of like fleas being glued and i don't know if this is true this is just yeah. a report but the fleas for uh, fleas were glued to the base of the enclosure that had the circus oh, okay yeah. little mini musical instruments would be attached to them oh, okay <laughs> And then the sur- the the surface was heated, oh, so, th- <laughs> so they'd move. Yeah, and it looked like they were playing the instruments, but they're actually like ah, they're dying. Die, yeah. <laughs> oh, like it's them <laughs> fighting to escape. Like, <laughs> and but they people would come and like oh, feet are stuck to yeah. But people were coming think like, well, I don't. Maybe it's like pro wrestling, like where everybody. Like I hope everybody knew that these weren't yeah. actually trained fleets. But that was the guise of it. Like it was, it was sold as an exhibition of performing intelligent fleas. Like, yeah, and like there was this, there was an Italian guy called Louis Bortalto or Bortalto, Italian name, and he had his his like circus was called the Extraordinary Exhibition of in, of intelligent. Oh no, I, I thought that was more exciting. It was just the Extraordinary Exhibition of Intelligent Fleas. 
in London. <laughs> but apparently, like, the royal family, like, came to see it. Like, that's how popular wow. this was. And yet, like, they had ridiculous, there was ridiculous acts. Even though, like, they, the thing is, they're not good. Actually, you need to watch a video on it, just so it was... Because you, you thought it was a... Fake. Yeah, yeah, so I guess you should watch... If you go on YouTube and just type Flea Circus, there might... I'm actually just way ahead of you. I've just found one. Is it 57 seconds? Um. Yeah. Yeah, that's the one. There's a guy taking out a big magnifying glass. Yeah, yeah. To look at it. <laughs> yeah, watch it there now, sure. Okay, yeah. I'll give you my reaction. Oh, yeah, so they are actually moving. Wow, okay. Yeah, they're, they're pulling all these little trolleys and stuff around. That is crazy. I totally was convinced that it was just... I'd never seen footage of that. I'd seen like the classics you saw yeah, thing yeah, yeah. and the things move. They're just like they're struggling. To <laughs> yeah, move. yeah. Let's think it's not actually impressive. Like it is literally no. fleas just being like, what the hell is happening to me? A few minutes ago. Like, I was there, just... They're trapped under these little objects that are really obviously just that they're uh, to keep showing people scratching themselves. It's really funny. <laughs> yeah. This is such a strange little clip. There's one there where they take a flea and they're like a person is holding like a wire and then there's a weight at the end of the wire but between two bits of the wire is a flea and it's like they're demonstrating how strong this flea is but they're, they're like suspending the weight off, <laughs> yeah. off the flea and it's like that's, that's not a circus act you're just pulling a flea apart with a weight <laughs> and a wire <laughs> um, also actually i just i i just was ch- checking and notes there i need to correct um i said his exhibition, the Italian guy, was actually the extraordinary exhibition of industrious fleas. I saw the IN and went with intelligent, but oh, yeah. industrious fleas is just sounds actually funnier. Almost like we discovered these fleas and they they've they've attached themselves to these little cards. <laughs> Look at them; they're they think they're people. <laughs> um, yeah, like some of the rides did did ride tricycles. Yeah, which is just like in and in that case. Maybe I don't know how you do. I don't know how you make a flea. Do you like glue his legs to the little mini <laughs> pedals, and then he'll move his legs. He'll inevitably make yeah. it move. Like yeah, yeah. that one does sounds like that one. No matter what, might be that has to just be a dead flea on and a, a magnet. And a magnet. Yeah, there's a magnet under the table. Yeah. Or something. yeah, yeah. And there's also a high dive, which that just sounds like a flea jumping because it's what it does. And you just have a ball. You just have it set that it jumps into water like and yeah, drowns. Yeah. Uh, there was a, a, a flea shot from a cannon was another one <laughs> <laughs> fleas riding seesaws yeah that's what i said yeah. and so it's obviously a combination of actual real live fleas with mechanical tricks well like. i mean we're like, that's I, I said that as a complete guess Oh, okay, yeah. Oh, sorry. Because <laughs> of what? No, that's how I, like, I don't believe... I, don't, I just don't understand how you can make a flea ride a tricycle. So I'm yeah, assuming yeah. that. <laughs> it's just such a bad story. But yeah, so like, there you are. There were actually... It was a real thing. I really never knew that. That's just so baffling to me. But you're like, it was, it was only real up until a point. Because like, in the 50s, oh, yeah, sort of... Actually, like in the 50s, it kind of started to disappear due to a lack of performers <laughs> oh yeah okay. because As in, there was no fleas being used yeah we were more hygienic by the 50s oh, yeah, like, yeah. So oh, pe- as in, yeah they couldn't find fleas pretty yeah, much yeah. and apparently like people actually made a bit of money off because fleas were human fleas because they were the strong ones were so rare that it cost a lot of money to get them 
but oh okay yeah and that's then they started using like the humbug fleet circuses and that was yeah, yeah a variety of just electrical magnetic and just mechanical devices used ah. to well they were around they were still around earlier too just and like they used to be seen as a cheat light but then eventually people just start to appreciate them a bit more just as a the way you appreciate a, ma- a magician like yeah, just yeah. That it was all about the showmanship of making you okay, believe yeah, it was yeah. a flea circus and then just like to be honest like i'm actually i'm, I'm more impressed like by the mechanics of that than i well, am the, by the, harnessing fleas like that's what i always find fascinating about it i didn't re- like i didn't realize they actually harnessed like built that, a harness for a flea yeah. i thought it was just that's just crazy yeah yeah but that's real telling of like the time and like the technology yeah. at the time they were real like that's this, this mad baffling thing <laughs> we can harness a flea there was actually like one that had flea circuses there was a few disasters involving them <laughs> there was one called the great flea circus disaster oh i really want to hear that i only set that up to disappoint you because like you know it was a tragic event you know killed 300 performers <laughs> <laughs> it was just this guy pete collins who was some famous showman it's like this is somewhere around the 40s and yeah it was just a slide projector broke and sizzled all the fleas <gasps> oh, <no. laughs> i just like it's called the great flea circus disaster <laughs> brilliant it sounds like it'd be yeah it's not quite a hindenburg like, yeah. <laughs> it's just a bunch of fleas well we can wrap up we're not going to spend too long talking about fleas no <laughs> but just to give it like this is why there was a flea circus this is just some some very quick flat facts about fleas for you shane oh okay <laughs> oh i like where you're going with this uh a flea can jump or sorry can pull <laughs> can jump uh, a flea <laughs> can pull up to 160 times its own weight wow that's incredible i can't even i don't how can you compare that to a human a flea can jump over 150 times its own size so that's ah. eight inches but that the equivalent to us that'd be like if a man this if a man had the same strength uh he could be 194 or sorry the original superman yeah he could jump over saint paul's cathedral yeah, yeah. Uh, a flea when jumping a flea can accelerate 50 times faster than a space shuttle wow <laughs> a flea can jump thirty thousand times without taking a break i can just continuously go like hopping like, yeah thirty thousand. which is and i guess that's why that circus works like yeah because yeah. they would just continue they'll always be doing stuff wouldn't you hate to be the guy who had to count that <laughs> yeah <laughs> you just stare with a clicker <laughs> i imagine like <laughs> just guess hopefully they just guessed and didn't spend i suppose time. they worked out how many they did in a minute or something i guess yeah fleas have been on this planet for approximately 100 million years right uh cat flea is responsible for nearly all cases of fleas despite there being 2000 species someone like if a dog gets if anything gets fleas it's normally from a cat because cats are dirty horrible animals (laughs) you're not a cat fan I like some cats, but generally... I'm not a cat fan. I think mainly... I'm a, I'm a dog fan. I'm, oh, I much prefer... As we talked about in our last episode, yeah. we were talking about the dogs. I dislike more... Like, I, cat, I, I think cats are really dirty. I, I, don't, I don't know why people are okay with cats sleeping in their bed. Just oh, cats are really no. dirty. Like, yeah, they're yeah. Re- they just carry parasites. Like People think of them as being clean because they lick themselves constantly. Yeah. But that's not... They, they groom, <laughs> but they're not clean. Yeah, yeah. And, really and people never wash their cats because they're it's really hard to wash a cat unlike like 
you at least wash your dog because they're they're smelly. Yeah, yeah. There a and dog, stuff. and if you don't wash your dog, well, I know there's mangy looking dogs around there, but dogs will even like jump into a river and have a swim. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> they'll get proper clean. That's really that's all the facts I have about fleas anyway. But yeah, cats are horrible. I think that's the main. <laughs> <laughs> not to discourage any cat lovers out there, but it's just they're no, not for me. They're not for you. I really appreciate what like there is times. I will meet a cat and be like, this is an awesome cat. Like, there's yeah, there's yeah. certain cats that are just... Like, I, I like my girlfriend's cat. And there was a cat my housemate had for a while there that was likable. Oh, yeah. And it was our, we, our neighbor had a cat that used to pop in to visit us. We called it Dokes. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I was really attracted to Dave's voice for some reason. That's really funny. But um, And that was nice. But generally, yeah, I don't like cats. Do you want to go with one of yours, or? Yeah, yeah I've, it, again, it's only quite short. So yeah, no, mine is, uh, it was a story I found, and the headline was uh, suicide of a Russian captain before uh, his court-martial trial. And I was like, oh, okay, this sounds interesting. And like, it was worldwide news from St. Petersburg on February uh, 26th. I'll read you the article here. News has been received from Vladis Vostok of the suicide of Captain uh, Galizan, commander of the Russian cruiser Asgoid, who was about to face a trial by court-martial on the charge of not having acted with energy in suppressing a naval mutiny at Vladivostok on October 1907. It appears that Captain Glyzen faced an incipient mutiny on board the Asgold at the same time that the men on board the torpedo boat destroyer Scori were rebelling. Instead of dealing sternly with the ringleaders of the movement, Captain Gleisen negotiated his crew with his crew that the result of the uh, Asgold took no part in the fighting which followed between the Royal and the rebellious ships. Gleisen left a letter declaring that any attempt to use force on his part would have precipitated a general mutiny and that the hoisting of a red flag on the Ascod and the largest vessel in port would have added greatly to the prestige of the mutineers on every ship at Vladivostok. So this was, I was like, what the hell happened there? And a couple episodes we were doing stuff on uh, the rebellion in Russia and the you were doing on the Royal Guards opening yeah. fire on the crowds and stuff. Yeah, I think yeah. that was in 1905, was it? Yeah, or, yeah. Yes, it yeah, was, yeah. The yeah. Bloody Sunday Massacre. Yeah, yeah. And so this is in 1907 and apparently there was a revolution in... 05, 06, and 07. And this was one of the uh, revolutions, or one of the kind of, just this big mutiny with loads of uh, sailors and that kind of stuff. And what they seemed to just cause, it's like just loads of the more common people, soldiers, who, yeah, yeah. who had like very little rights, poor pay, the whole, like this usual kind of thing, just went against all their officers and caused a huge mutiny. And they started opening fire on using the ships to like, fire on the city all that kind of stuff. so i found an article from it from it was the 31st of october and this was in the london times on the 31st of october 1907 it's naval mutiny at vladivostok town shelled by destroyer in vladivostok the crew of the destroyer scory incited by agitations including <laughs> jewess i'm not too sure what they mean by that uh, <laughs> who had managed what, what, say that again? A, a jewess oh yeah I, I'm, I don't know what it translate that <laughs> is, yeah, yeah. are they saying like a woman who's jewish that's what or I, are they yeah, say yeah. or is it a term for uh like some kind of royalty or like you know like an earl or something i'm not too sure so a jewess who had managed to 
uh, get on board, mutinied today, and hoisted the red flag. The red flag was like the flag of their symbol of the revolution. Mm. Um, the score, the scory then steamed out into the bay and opened fire on the town and and the troops on shore. The gunboat manned shore, and the destroyer Grozovoy and Smelly and Sir Serdity. Yeah, one of them is actually the Smelly. S M E L Y. Replied to her fire. The twelfth artillery regiment also turned uh, their guns on her, and she was soon riddled with shells and was beached to save her from sinking. The agitators were killed. Sorry, <laughs> the agitators were killed during the ca- uh, cannonade, and the rest of the mutineers were arrested. Among those killed in the engagement were Captain Karosh, commander of the torpedoed boat Ravi, and Lieutenant Stower, commander of the Scory. Lieutenant Vasilif, commander of the destroyer Serdity, was wounded. The town is quiet. A few persons were killed by the Scory's shells. A state of siege has been proclaimed. Wow. So that's what was going on there. And it was... See, it's the same kind of story of just unhappy people. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, but it, this was the, the naval... Uh, yeah. Men. That's not, a- not really... Not officers, but the naval men got involved. But... They, this captain anyway, Gleisen seemed to be blamed for not like preventing it, but he did. He stopped his men from actually taking part yeah, yeah, in it. Like done they more t- than yeah, like, expect at all. Yeah, like they took over his ship and made him like sit in the brig kind of thing while mm. they were like trying to get his ship to there. But then he negotiated them, saying, "Okay, okay, you have a good point, but just let's not get involved in the fight." And yeah, he used to have yeah. command of the ship, but let's not get in the fight. And then, as a result, then he was going to trial for court martial, and he unfortunately killed himself for the trial because he felt like ashamed and yeah. because of his position and stuff. But even the way, like the charge against him was the charge of not having acted with energy in suppressing a naval mutiny. And I'm also very sorry for struggling over the names and stuff. But yeah, the his ship was the Ask Ask Old. Sorry, I said uh, Askoid earlier. It was the way the L looked for me. Um, or actually, I typed an I by accident when I was transferring it. No, see, that's uh, that's all kind of I got on that. But it was it's just something I thought was really interesting. There's, there's this kind of... I'm sure there was loads of... I've, I read a little bit that there was loads of really serious... Like, there was a lot of politics around what caused this revolution and that mm. kind of stuff. And the more I read it, the more confused I got. So I was just like, you know what? I'm just going to stick to the main article. And So many players in that entire that's era. The, that's the thing. Know. Like, there was just so much going on. And it was, you know, this... This le- the leader of this union party annoyed the union leader of another party yeah, and then yeah, it yeah. turned into this and then this prince got involved and it was just like uh, so much stuff going on there's too much like, going on there yeah. a revolution every few years like well yeah they literally had one in 1905 <coughs> 1906 and 1907 from yeah, what yeah. I could see then the big one comes like 1917 so I yeah yeah the, the one that actually changed everything well they all changed so, some but yeah yeah but it was like, yeah, one one was the common people who were on, like, say, social benefit rebelling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the next one was soldiers the rebelling. Worker, yeah, and, and then the, the next one was, was workers' strike. And yeah. It was just it was constantly just kept going and going. And it's rebelling against different people as well. Like, there's so many power structures. Yeah, yeah. And A lot of it was, it's all it's always rebelling against the, the like, higher class yeah, yeah. elite and, and the royals and stuff. So kind of really all i have on that <laughs> well i've got one here about the black hand society i'm going to go through it a bit quicker than i planned to well i'm going to try hopefully we don't yeah, run out yeah. of time but just mainly because there's other we've got other items that we haven't done in the last two 
Okay. And yeah. they're kind of like a really good part of it, so I kind of want to get to them. But I'll, I'll get through this. Black Hand Society. I'm going to have to do a bit of reading for the articles here, though. That's okay. Ha- are you familiar with the Black Hand Society? I've just heard the name. But, uh, Doesn't it sound awesome? Doesn't it, it sound does, like yeah. a group from... It sounds like the Foot Soldiers. or In Daredevil, isn't it the Hand? Isn't yeah, that? yeah. And uh, in, in a run of Wolverine there, they had the Red Right Hand as these group which were really cool storyline actually sorry like you heard in the newsreel there's a crime wave there's loads of stuff popping up about this so some of these articles i'm going to read just to give you an idea here's the first article this is way earlier this is from the 8th of february i'm picking this out because it's shorter but i'll get to the one from this week this is from mariposa gazette mariposa mariposa gazette on 8th of february 1908 so black hand active in new york New York, the explosion of three bombs one day last week attested the activity of the so-called Black Hand, gangs which extort money from the Italians in the city. One bomb was exploded in front of the home garden settlement at 116th Street and 1st Avenue. It blew in the doors and windows and smashed every window in several tenement blocks across the street, but injured no one. Another bomb was exploded in the hallway of a tenement on East 13th Street, the owner of which had received letters demanding $5,000. The building was damaged, but the tenants were uninjured. A milk wagon ran over a third bomb (laughs) that was lying in the East 149th Street. It exploded and demolished the wagon. The driver was unhurt. Now then, there's a few more great articles. Uh, We'll put a few up. Were you, you thinking of Father Ted when you said the milk wagon going <laughs> over a bomb? Thinking of Speed 3. Then in the Los Angeles Herald this week the, on the 25th, which that's today, isn't it? Yeah. 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 Police department fails to detect criminals. Well, sorry, 27th. Sorry, 27th, yeah. Police department fails to detect criminal criminals and deadly secret society is becoming bolder. Now... Because we're short for time, I'm thinking of leaving this out. I'm going to read a bit of it. New York, February 24th. An Italian bomb explosion similar in character to many which have taken place in this city within a year occurred in Brooklyn today. Where Peter Lacato's music store in Morgan Avenue was wrecked. Cato had received many so-called black hand letters, but having refused to pay for immunity, his store was first blown up last spring. In December last, another bomb was left on the steps and the windows and doors demolished. Since then, he has received several letters demanding money, but he ignored them all, which resulted in the third mysterious attempt today. So that's just more, a bit more about him there. Don't really need to use bombs yeah. three times. <laughs> wow. Another one. This The same paper is another article. Italian miners terrified by black hand threats. So Seattle, Washington, February 24th. Black Hand Society notices sent through the mails, the mails, and posted on doors and fences with the objects, with the objects of frightening Italians who have offended the society in mining village of Black Diamond. 25 miles from Seattle reached a climax last Friday night when Jose Vetrio was shot at three times while making his way home. One bullet passed through his left arm and another cut his throat frank oh. rossa dominic umbra and pasquale 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 how are you pasquale <laughs> pasquale guarnia uh, were arrested yesterday as suspects and are now in the county jail the italian miners of black diamond for the past three months have been terrorized by the black hand threats 
So the Black Hand Society, first of all, yeah, there's two Black Hand Societies. Just oh, to separate. So are these just guys like uh, uh, no, I'm gonna put you off. Sorry. <laughs> um, there's two Black Hand Societies, and in real life, not in comic books. One's a, a secret military organization, or just a secret. They are a secret society, but it's completely separate for this. They were oh. active in the early 20th century. Uh, there were remnants of the Serbian army. Yeah. played a big part in World War One. So that's just that's the one people might have heard of. Well, people probably heard of both of them. People that know more than me. But that's the <laughs> one I had heard of, and that's not this. Because when I was reading, yeah. it, I was like, "What the, what, the Serbian army? Why are they bombing? Why are they bombing people in Chicago?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, so it's a different one. This is just an extortion racket called. It, it's called Black Hand Extortion. Ah, okay. And I guess uh, Adam Society was more of a media invention uh okay but i like it it does have it feels like a batman animated series story arc <laughs> sounds like a villain yeah yeah from um but it, it was it essentially like this was long before the mafia but it kind of was a mafia it was a, a mob like yeah and yeah they operated mainly in chicago pennsylvania new york new orleans and detroit like they were which quite fast all unrelated though it's not like there wasn't a crime family here oh this is like <clears> people <throat> learning from each other yeah i think it just like loads of copycats no yeah I, well it was just a it's kind of like the equivalent of like people mugging people on the streets don't really learn it from anyone it's just yeah it just became a, a thing, thing yeah. yeah well co- yeah yeah because it was just it was extortion and yeah. not a criminal organization or anything just although mafia members would have practiced it but yeah, well, it it was called La Mano Nero in Italian, and so the, in English it was Black Hand because it's something like apparently it had, it goes back all the way to to Sicily, but the eighteen eighties as like Italian immigrants started to settle in the United States, and they were all just good, honest, honest working people <laughs> that oh, yeah. wanted to come to America looking for work and didn't really have any skills, so kind of just worked laboring and fell into the ghettos all the older parts of the cities oh, yeah. and pretty soon they were followed by the criminal the criminals that were in Sicily. of course yeah. and they ended up living in the same place and they just targeted their own <laughs> like oh. and that's what became like the ghettos that became yeah. little little italy like oh, and they just yeah. went straight for their own people just it's like awful. exploited the fact that they were new to the country and, <laughs> uh. and like yeah and the more like there might you might have like some some semi-skilled Italian worker who was a got better work on the, on the building sites. Like he might have been pulling in a bit more money. Oh, yeah, then after him, go yeah. straight after him, and then it just became this snowball effect that turned into an epidemic. Like it's crazy. Actually, like I read something. I think this only goes for New York, but apparently ninety percent of Italian immigrant immigrants in New York had been a victim of black hand what? extortion. Around this period, like Black Hand is described as like bombings. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't even explain what Black Hand tactics. Yeah, okay. So, well, Black Hand tactics involved pretty much sending a letter to a victim. Okay, yeah, and then following through the Tre- yeah, and it was threatening bodily harm, kidnapping, arson, or murder. One yeah. of those, and it it demanded a specific amount of money to be delivered to a specific place. And where I guess the name comes from, like the letters were decorated with really threatening symbols and look up google some pictures actually while you have your computer open just black hand letter i guess because they look fantastic oh, right. it's just like it'll always be like um 
like a smoking gun or a hangman's noose <laughs> and they always like had the signature they were signed with a black hand just a, a handprint in black okay. and that's where the name black hand comes from oh there's one that's amazing it's and then the media added the society angle to the name yeah. and then it became this they se- seem to do like hearts with the knives going into them yeah 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 there's really? one there of like kind of a skeleton eye bleeding a sword beside him yeah yeah that's just so mad looking and then yeah a black hand gangsters would carry out threats if the victim didn't pay there was a a sicilian gangster uh, they're always hard to pronounce ignazio siata uh, he was a gangster in new york's little italy and he strangled his victims and burned the bodies in these tarlem near what's called the the murder stable <laughs> so like and there's loads of guys like that there was this famous uh, tenor singer enrico caruso he received a black hand letter just like the standard ones you've just seen yeah and yeah, with a dagger drawn on it and it was demanding like two thousand dollars and so he <laughs> he just paid up didn't want that happen? no <laughs> uh a few days later he received a pile of them uh all they from, all told their friends he, yeah just because people heard he had paid out to one of them uh, so yeah. now and then a little later he got one from the same guys he paid the two grand this time asking for fifteen thousand. Oh. but he actually now he called the police and had to set up a sting and were able to arrest two guys for doing it oh okay that, that was like an exception to the rule generally it was police that were found dead somewhere it yeah, escalated yeah. really bad here I've got here. This is a letter from a victim, talking about it. This makes you feel so bad for what a horrible thing to do I'm to people. Day. But uh, my name is Salvatore Spinali. Oh, great name! <laughs> this is a great name. Who would play him in a movie, Johnny? <laughs> There's not really much about him. We'll have to see. My my parents in Italy came from a decent family. I came here 18 years ago and went to work as a house painter like my father. I started a family and I have been an American citizen for 13 years. I had a house at East 11th Street and another one at... He's got two houses? Oh, he just lived in two places, I guess, <laughs> which I rented out. Uh, oh, no, yeah, he did. He did have two houses. So he's doing well. At this point, the black hand came into my life and asked me for $7,000. I told him to go to hell and the bandits tried to blow up my house. Then I asked the police for help and refused more demands, but the black hand set off one, two, three, four, five bombs in my house. Things went to pieces for 32 tenants. I am down to six. I owe $1,000 interest that is due next month, and I cannot pay. I am, I am a ruined man. My family lives in fear. There is a policeman on ground in front of my house, but what can he do? My brother Francesco... And I do guard duty at the windows with guns night and day. My wife and children have not left the house for weeks. How long can this go on? Whoa. Yeah. And that's oh, just... So he's like, a la- he was a landlord of houses. Uh, that makes yeah. sense when you're figuring out the two houses. How bad is it that they just went after him? For, for that. Like, yeah. it's, no, it's just scumbags. They yeah. No like, care in the world. No involved. Like, I'm okay. Mobsters shooting mobsters. Sure. I don't care. I yeah, yeah. Let, let the animals wipe themselves out. 
yeah. but like exploiting oh, people like that it's just in the war like it's so horrible especially like you're gonna have people like that who are like working hard and trying to keep their businesses together people and... who came on the same boats as you <laughs> yeah yeah your peers your it's crazy like, and it just went on like there was no exaggeration in that newsreel it was such a huge thing and i'm not going to go yeah. on about it too much because there's loads of really interesting stories about we could it. nearly do a whole episode <laughs> yeah it doesn't well we could do a whole episode on it if we don't get if we're not able to just like keep an eye on it every week and just catch, oh, yeah, yeah. catch up on just where the black hand are that'd be good we could do it as a feature because yeah. i've got a really i came across a really good story that i can talk about but i think i'll leave it like it'd be nice to do when it actually comes up but this philadelphia detective who pretty much like went undercover and stuff like it's like frank uh, benedict from last <laughs> week who was eager um, to shoot himself some criminal criminals in the woods or but, in the brush <laughs> That was a really desperate attempt for a call. <laughs> I know, yeah. <laughs> no, just when you're saying this cool detective, I started, yeah. it's the first thing I thought of. Um, but even it threw me, because I was like, wait, was he from Pennsylvania? <laughs> no. He was Los Angeles, though. We could combine them both, like, make the <laughs> make the three boys, or the four boys in, if we never find out who they were, we oh, can no. just make them, like, run away black hand guys. Like. <laughs> <laughs> or that's, maybe that's like Shia LaBeouf. He was maybe he could be italian he could have some back some history with the black yeah, hand yeah. society but anyway, yeah and it continued of like it wasn't until the 20s it really died out. it was actually like the proper mafia were yeah. kind of who put a stop to it oh they kind of calmed it down yeah because yeah. yeah. because they really rose to power when all the prohibition stuff came in and that was mm. yeah and a little before that it kind of cause yeah they were around a bit before that if they wanted to well, they they they're about they were about organized crime. Uh, this yeah. Black Hand Society seemed very disorganized, and it was yeah. just chaos. Like, it was crazy. Like Italians, like the Irish, they loved their their old folklore. They had oh, in the Italian community, like the Black Hand gangsters could cast the evil eye and possessed magical powers and stuff. Oh, there was all these God. myths about them, and the media just backed it up by calling them the Black Hand Society. Not that it was yeah. just like a bunch of unrelated just scumbags. <laughs> yeah, and it just helped. They made it seem like it was more organized and more almost like a, I suppose, like an Illuminati kind of yeah, yeah. thing. Yeah. And like, so like, just go back to the mafia, like a lot of mafia people would have still practiced black hand tactics too. Like, oh, like yeah. Just don't wanna... But it was <laughs> no. probably more better targeted and thought it He'd be super, better. super rich with them, I guess. Yeah, yeah. But they, I mean, like the, ma- that, the mafia were scumbags as well. Like. Yeah, but they probably rise out of that in in a way of kind of going, oh, we need to protect our own people from this kind of behavior and kind of start yeah. policing themselves a little bit. I think the mafia liked to spread that myth that they protected yeah, people yeah. at the time. But yeah, it, it was just racketeering. They just targeted their own as well. Like yeah. I think it was just smaller family. It, it was just like smaller groups wanted a bigger piece of the pie. And that's, yeah. Whereas this was like a, loads and loads of groups let's call them a big group even though they're not connected but a big group having small pieces and the mafia were a small group who wanted one big piece yeah i think yeah. that's essentially the only difference yeah i suppose but yeah that's and that's that's about well we can go on but i think save it yeah yeah other, absolutely because we'll come across them again yeah, yeah i think there's some really good stories i'll, I'll keep an eye on anyone i'm reading old newspapers that's it yeah you can actually just if, if you're doing a year like just google the month and black hands society oh really yeah is it just like do you want to do some quick other items? Well, yeah, we do some quick little ones. You have yeah, yeah. This and this uh, not like something you wouldn't normally include, but I just found this was interesting. This is from ActFirst.org, which is uh, keeps records of uh, major weather events. 
right. and this is something that actually would have happened it was reported on this week it was reported in on february 24th that's when they've sourced it i wonder did um uh, our your man who was doing the diaries i've forgotten his name again that we did um albert hunter yeah albert hunter would he have kept note of these kind of because he kept note of the weather every day yeah he'd been nowhere around this though oh, okay yeah, yeah. but sorry <laughs> um, that was <laughs> um that's a terrible unnecessary distraction you can get rid of all that sorry yeah. actually we just go with something else here i've got this is funny now this is uh this from the 19th of february it was in the san francisco call yeah you, you, you like this woman <laughs> who slept 40 days again sleeping oh yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah uh no this isn't too long <laughs> okay special dispatch to the call I just loved like special dispatch to the call for yeah. a story so silly. Los Angeles, February 18th. Asleep for nine days with no sign of life save the occasional flutter of her eyelids. <laughs> Mrs. Ballou W. Hawkins, a patient at the county hospital, is a puzzle to the physicians in charge. She is afflicted with a rare form of... A rare form of coma? <laughs> a rare form of coma no uh cattle pay cattle pay c-a-t-e-l-p-a-y i i don't know no, that I, word no i wouldn't either oh wait s y i think i can't actually tell in the paper i was like the print is faded is it yeah a rare form of coma because <laughs> i can't read that word uh and this is her second attack. Two years ago, Miss Hawkins lapsed into unconsciousness and remained so for 40 days. When she awoke, she seemed perfectly well. <laughs> That's crazy. Uh, she told her attendants then that she frequently knew what they were discussing in her presence, though she could make no sign. That's actually, wow. That's incredible. Food is given her through what she's given her. Give it to her. Yeah, they just, they just leave out words. Oh, yeah. uh, food is given to her through a tube and she frequently is raised to a sitting posture to keep the blood in circulation. That is actually... I only glanced over that the first time. Yeah, it's really fascinating. <laughs> I, mean, I, I don't know why I didn't look up more. Because like, that has to be... She, that's probably a famous case. Like there has to. Yeah, yeah, I would think so. Yeah, I don't know why I did. That is mad. That is mad, though. I love I love little stuff like that you come across in the old papers. The so. fact that um, yeah, and like the fact that she was aware that she could hear things. But yeah, it almost sounds like sleep paralysis. Yeah, we, we we were talking about it before, but for forty days, for forty days, we yeah. weren't because I was cut out. But we will be. We we had a long discussion about oh, loads sorry, of stuff did, that didn't yeah. make it into. But well, they'll all be in there eventually. That's an, ins- that's an 40 insane days. amount of time. That is a really long time. Now, again, that could be one of those things where somebody was just making <laughs> half a story up. Like, yeah. it could have some basis in reality. Yeah. Um, How strict was journalism back then, you know? Yeah. Another thing that happened this week, there's loads. I just, we're so short for time. But, uh, well, I'm not. I have to, I'm meant to be gone already. Oh, <laughs> Uh, but Queen Victoria statue was uh, it was actually quite I would say it's a huge she it was actually erected at a good bit earlier it was February 17th oh but they did the like grand opening of it or something like that. no no I just it's just a complete cheat <laughs> no, oh, okay. it, was just, it was erected on the 17th I just wanted to mention it it was erect 
it is a statue of Queen Victoria. It was sculpted by John Hughes, who was an Irish sculptor, and it was erected outside Leinster House in Dublin in this month, at least, in 1908, because Queen Victoria had joined in 1901. She died, so which we, I think we've mentioned before that being the end, the end of the Victorian yeah, yeah. era, being January we 23rd. Our first episode, yeah. Again, I think it could have been cut though, but. Uh, I think, <laughs> yeah, and she met her first visit to Ireland a year prior, so this was to commemorate that, and there was a big massive ceremony, which apparently saw a, a thousand troops parade, and like loads of special guests, and yeah, it's this big impressive 15 foot statue, and it was to commemorate, it was the, to the, I guess the Irish involvement there, their, their military service in the Boer Wars. Oh stuff. yeah, yeah. And this sure, sorry, this show. So the union with uh, Britain, <laughs> and after the independence, and after the war of independence in nineteen twenty-two, yeah, didn't survive. I assume amazingly survived, but there was uh, like a- after it, there was a petition just have it removed. Oh, okay, it was, yeah, and it's now in. I think it's in Australia, oh, one of the yeah, Commonwealth yeah, yeah. places. So it's still around somewhere. Yeah, but they thought it would sit in Leinster House for. A very long time, I'm sure. Yeah, I'd say the top. <laughs> well, they didn't think anything was ever going to change, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, apparently, like, it was really the whole attitude of it was, like, to just show how, like, <laughs> the union between both. like oh, how, yeah. the, the great relationship between Ireland and England. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'd like to have been. I wonder how people, like, can imagine being at that ceremony. <laughs> just being like. <laughs> um, all these people standing on um yes we this is great brilliant <laughs> that's good oh, I, th- I think that's a good uh it's a good story to end on i just say so yeah it's in sydney no <laughs> that's oh i knew it was australia but it could have been canada oh, okay, like yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, oh, you could have been way off. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was still in, still in Ireland. It's still in Leinster House. It was never moved. Or they just moved it to Cork. Like. <laughs> or it's just there and we never noticed it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I imagine getting something that wrong on a show. Yeah. <laughs> like, can you imagine if like, this goes up and people are like, flea circuses weren't real. <laughs> yeah, and, and that statue is still <laughs> in Leinster House. Yeah. What are you guys on about? <laughs> like, have you got something so wrong? That, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there was no revolution in Russia ever. <laughs> we just got everything wrong. Turned out we were reading like, turned out we were reading like funny papers. Yeah, yeah. That's, like that's something like the flea circus. I, you'd worry like, yeah, you could have read a book where it was talked about once, and it was like listed as nonfiction, but it was actually like just a a joke book with like, like silly. sarcastic. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Things written as satire or something. Because it's the type of thing you're only going to hear about. You're only going to read that once. Yeah, yeah, you're never going to read anything else. You're going to be like, I'm going to look for a secondary source of material. For <laughs> yeah, this. yeah. Like after what you you didn't know about the flea circus before this, will yeah. you ever look up anything about it again? Like, no. Like you've yeah, you've know you know yeah. enough as you'll ever want to know, and that's like that's all I know. I never looked up anymore. So where I originally got it from could have been lying to me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I say like yeah, I kind of like the idea of having a, a kid and just telling them. Just giving them one piece of really stupid information and just yeah. seeing how long they go through life thinking it's true. Yeah, yeah. Or, yeah, I like the idea of trying to convince your children that we survived an alien invasion about 15 years ago before they were, like, say about 15 years before they were born and we fought through, like, a rebellion and a war and then rebuilt society. 
but they they definitely would be told you see that's a good one but you would only they could they could only get to maybe like 11 or 12 at most before yeah but they that's find fantastically it. embarrassing yeah yeah but i have <laughs> no but mine's better i want to like tell them something like i don't know uh, let me think I, on the spot i can't think of something that's stupid but not too stupid but like oh, yeah. that, <laughs> that um frogs actually like make wicker hats in the wild like for to for some or some animal actually make their own hats like oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we're like there's certain yeah yeah something like that there's certain bears in the animal kingdom that have been known to make wicker hats to protect themselves from the sun yeah <laughs> yeah that's a perfect one <laughs> yeah. and then like in that way the child like she like let's it's a girl imagine she could get to like 20 and be in college and be talking to her friends like yeah i always just found it so weird that there's bears that make wicker hats and they're all like oh, what are you on about it's like yeah yeah the mooch on bear they make wicker hats and all you gotta do to verify it is like just make one website about it <laughs> yeah. just leave it out there well it's like my favorite one is there's a uh, lambay island off the coast of dublin and it was Owned, it's privately owned and it was owned by this millionaire and he put uh, wallabies on the island. Wait, wait, is that true? Yeah. There's like wow. there's like a species of a species of kangaroo live on the island. Still? Yeah. They're still there. And they're wild. <laughs> Are you doing what we just no, talked no. about? <laughs> no, this thing and like he, he made it a game reserve for like deer and stuff. So there's there's a huge population of deer on the island. And then he decided to try and make it some kind of exotic thing. So he brought in like other exotic animals. And then now it's like a, a sanctuary for like these species of like kangaroo and stuff. Wow, who live in the wild there? That's crazy. Cause and you know on um, on Bull Island there's a species of mice that are native to Bull Island. I've heard that. Yeah, yeah. Which is crazy because that's because that was an island that was built. Like it wasn't built. It was an accidental. Wasn't it like the when they were building the? Yeah, it was when they were like building the the docks or something. Oh, and it was all the sediment went there. Yeah, yeah. Just, they changed the flow and all the sediment went there. Yeah, yeah, something like that. And then, like, whatever mice got there, they just kind of, their colour changed to match the sand or so. I don't know. Like, yeah, they just some... changed to live on that environment. Yeah, which is just really weird that something yeah. can happen that quickly. It's crazy. I hope that's true and we don't end with something really. <laughs> but if it isn't, it's really interesting. <laughs> <laughs> interesting, if true. Yeah. Q-I-I-T. Quite interesting, if true. Oh, yeah. Mean but queef. <laughs> uh, that was... Uh, going to be our next podcast. Queef. That was 1908. We'll be back next week for 1909, God willing. So uh, I've been Shane. I've been Johnny. And we'll see you in the future. You mean the past? Uh, yeah. Subscribe to us on iTunes, rate us, and tune in to us every Friday for more of yesteryear's news today, where the news is better late than never.